Hello, my name is Farah Osbeck. Welcome to Military Law Matters, the podcast that arms you with knowledge so you don't become a victim of injustice. So good morning. Um, back to our little podcast. I really love doing these podcasts and I, I hope you're enjoying them. And I ask this on every show, but I really, if there's anyone who has any question, please let me know. And I'd love to try to address that on a podcast. Or if you have any feedback, please let me know if there's something you don't like. Um, also, if you do like it, please go ahead and review it on iTunes or it's, it's on a bunch of platforms, but please Give it a little review if you'd like, um, or send me some personal feedback. Would love to know that as well. So, um, got my morning cup of coffee, which is actually decaf coffee. I, I don't even drink caffeinated coffee, but I, I love drinking. I like the taste of coffee. So the first thing I do when I get up is get my decaffeinated coffee. It makes my son laugh, and he was asking me why I drink decaf coffee. But anyway. Um, yeah, that's that's kind of the deal with the coffee there. So anyway, I'm actually going to do a little three-part series. I love these series. I had a 10-part. This is a short three-part series, but what it is is I'm going to do a little three-part series on frequently asked questions. I get you know questions from clients. These are general questions. Of course, I would never divulge the identity of, of clients or people who call me or the facts. Th- these are just general questions, but things I get all the time and things that, you know, that probably can help you if you know the answers to. So I'm going to do a little series. Um, the first, This is part one where I'm going to, in each series, answer about five questions that I get. And I hope it will clarify it because, you know, if you're trying to get your discharge upgrade, these are things you want to know. And if you call me, I'll tell you, but I'm also doing on this podcast so you can listen and other people can benefit. So that's the purpose of this. So let me start with question one. <clears throat> so question one is, Okay, typical client will call me and say, I was discharged 20 years ago, for example, 20, sometimes 30 years ago, and I missed the 15-year deadline for upgrading my discharge at the Discharge Review Board. Is there anything I can do? Answer, absolutely there is. So the the 15-year discharge uh, review board update is by statute that can't be waived. The, The only thing you can do and going to complicate a little bit, but let's say you had applied to the Discharge Review Board, right? And it was denied, but it was related to something dealing with that new guidance pertaining to if you had a mental health condition or victim of sexual assault, sexual harassment, had PTSD or TBI. So let's say it was denied at the DRB and now you want to update it and say, oh, by the way, you considered my case before of this new guidance. So I'm now sending you a deno- more information for you to review it again. So that's a, like a technical thing. I really recommend if these things apply to you to talk to someone who knows how to do this stuff, whether it's a an attorney or a veteran service organization. So that's a little bit of like the exception to the 15-year rule. So getting back to the 15-year rule. Okay. So if you miss that and it's it's a regular inequity, impropriety type of discharge upgrade, you can go to the Board for Correction of Military Records for every service. I generalize it by saying that, but the Navy, it's like called the Board for Correction of Navy Records, but it, I'm replying to all the I'm referring to all the services. So that is three years. So the time limit is three years, and it's three years from when you discover or should have discovered the error in justice. So what that means is, okay, let's say you went to the discharge review board and tried to upgrade your discharge. It was denied, and you know you did all your levels of the in-person appearance denied. Then you have technically three years from when it's denied to file your application with the Board for Correction of Military Records. That Let's say that didn't happen, okay, and this person's case, it was 20 years ago, you can still apply to the Board of Correction of Military Records. And if they 
if they believe that will be an error in justice, if they don't look at your case, they'll excuse it. And, you know, I, I don't want to speak for the services, but a lot of times they're just going to look, they're going to look through your application anyway to see if there's an error in justice. And there would be if they didn't look at it. So they look at it. I have seen sometimes, not in discharge review board cases, but in other cases, if they look, they review an application to correct records and they then look at it and don't believe there's a case, then they deny it based on the three years um, statute. But I haven't seen that for Board of Correctional Military Records, but that doesn't mean that's the case. So anyway, you have three years from the date of discovering the error in justice. But in this person's case, it was 20 years. You could still go ahead and apply. I mean, if you have a case, anyway, I mean, most people are not gonna take a case unless you do have some chance. So if you have a strong chance, a reasonable chance, you can do the application and most likely they will look at it and they will, um, the boards will look and, and give you an answer of whether they're gonna upgrade your discharge. So it depends on the facts of the case. But technically, again, you can apply to the Board of Correction Military Records. That's the next level out of the Discharge Review Board. Okay, so that's question one. Question two, are you entitled to a personal hearing at the Board for Correction and Military Records? Uh, we know at the Discharge Review Board, the wonderful thing is everyone's entitled. You, everyone who applies can go in person. That doesn't mean you should in every case. Again, I advise clients differently in different cases, but you're entitled, which is a great thing. BCMR, it's not mandatory. So DRB, it's mandatory. You, ha you have a right and you can request that. D uh, BCMR, they don't have to grant you a personal appearance, but you could, I always tell my clients to check, yeah, you know, yes, you want one because you never know. You know. There might be something important you want to advocate in person or have your lawyer advocate for you, but they're very rare. Um, for example, in the Air Force, I think the last personal appearance that was ever granted was 2014, and it was a very specific case dealing with, you know, an issue that they needed to, you know, see the applicant and ask more questions. So, the answer is yeah. So I actually have clients, you know, that were discharged 30 years ago, 20 years ago, 25. And, you know, because they have strong cases, we can still submit the application. <clears throat> okay. Question number three, should I request a document review first or request a personal appearance at the discharge review board? I think I've discussed this in different forums, different podcasts. I get this question all the time and I generally have some a general idea of what the answer would be when I talk to the client, but I always say, let me see everything. Let me, you know, get all your paperwork. And then we could, we don't have to decide right this second. I mean, we can decide once I get all your records and review it and I have a strategy on what I believe makes sense. So there's no need to decide right at the second of when you're deciding if you want to hire an attorney. Um, so it depends. Um, I, it goes either way with me. I sometimes think there's no way this person is going to be successful without going in person. In some cases, I feel they will may not be successful when they go in person. Sometimes there's very clear legal issues where, you know, if it's a very clear legal issue, legal error, something like that, it's not necessary to you know, to go in person because you're telling them, hey, this is the law. It was not applied correctly. So you don't really need to say that in person. So in a case like that, in general, I would say you don't need to. And, you know, if the person's there and they want to and spend the time to go, etc., you know, they can still go. But certain cases, it's not necessary. So that's how that goes. I know the dis the discharge review boards, they generally, I I've looked at, you know, the websites. I think the general advice they, they give to clients is, hey, you might as well do a document review first because then you have a second bite of the apple. If it's denied, 
you can then go in person, right? So you first have an opportunity to do a document route, meaning you don't have to go in person. You submit your application with the DD-293. They then give you an answer. If it's you win, you win. If you don't, you get a chance to go in person. So based on that theory, you get two bites at the apple. Yeah, I understand that. But again, I, I feel there are some cases I have, it's so difficult no matter how well you write this, to really get the gist of it without the person going. So there are cases I would recommend off the bat. No, we're not doing it. I don't recommend we do a document. I recommend we go in person. And yes, you get one bite at the apple, but your case is going to be that much stronger. So again, it depends. I, I always give my honest opinion to the client. I think you know they, in the end, can decide, but I will try to encourage them one way or the other based on my professional opinion. So that's question three. So question four is, will the DRB or BCMR correct my discharge if I've you know, been doing great things for the last 15 years or 10 years, let's say, since I'm discharged? Well, the, the fact that you're doing great things is, is fantastic. And we definitely add that to the application, all the great things someone's been doing, because that's important. You've been a productive citizen, had a great job. I mean, didn't people have done just absolutely fantastic things like that uh, after they leave the service. But again, the standard for review is inequity or impropriety. So um, the standard, again, that's for the DRB, inequity or impropriety is the technical terms they use. And for the BCMR, it's error or injustice. It really means the same thing, different words. One is kind of a legal error and one is just, hey, unjust, this is not just. So, you know, you have to show that. I, I say that all the time. Please don't send a letter in saying this was like unjust and you got to articulate it because they're not going to do the work for you. So, so an answer to that question that I get, the answer is it's good and we'll use that. But the fact that you've been doing great post-service thing is not the only thing. The only time it it, kind, it actually does apply, and, and I'll talk about this in another thing, is when it's a case dealing with clemency, which I'll discuss. It's one of the questions I get. So, um, okay, so that's what you do. You focus on showing the error in justice very clearly. That That's the, the crux of the case. But- not to not to make light of that other stuff, you should definitely add that as well. Okay, so the last question for today that I'm discuss is: Can an attorney or veteran service organization appear at the hearing with me? Oh, and I, you know, I think most people know this, but I still get the question. Of course, yeah, the attorney, the VSO, you know, organization who's ever helping you, of course, they can go, and I would recommend they go because these are the people who know how to do these, who do these day in and day out, and they get to advocate for you, and they get to help you share your story, whether it's through question and answer. Uh, it depends on the case, but I, I would absolutely recommend you go with someone. Some people show up themselves and do a great job, of course. But if you do have, um, you know, an attorney or a representative, you know, have them come with you. So th these are great questions. I hope if you didn't know the answer, I hope these helped you. But if you have a follow-up question based on this, please send me an email and I'll address it. But anyway, I hope that helped you. Frequently asked questions, uh, part one and next week, we're going to do part two. And I look forward to talking to you. In the meantime, never, ever give up because there is always hope. 